Welcome to the Mortcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, now's a good time to go to bfwdenver.com to pick yourself up a wine bottle, you know, like uh, some of that 2017 Cabernet, or maybe some of that Blake Street blend, which is a truly a local Colorado wine. But they also have whites, they've got Rieslings, they got basically everything you would need to satisfy your palate. Uh, most of these grapes are uh, harvested in Sonoma County, California, and made by Blanchard Family Wines. So it's high quality stuff that I'm sure you will enjoy. Also go to bfwdenver.com if you want to get yourself one of those virtual wine tastings, which are extremely popular. With winter coming up um, and the weather getting colder, um, those are supremely popular, and I highly suggest checking those out. But... You can also get some swag, book yourself a table if you're going downtown to the, uh, to the winery. Anything that you need, they got for you. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are online at bfwdenver.com where you can book yourself a table, pick yourself up a wine bottle, or get yourself some swag. When you go in or you talk to him, tell him Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, I got a couple subjects I want to talk about. There's one that's going to take up a majority of this, and it's going to come on this back half or back two-thirds of this podcast, but I kind of wanted to address the ridiculous Ben Simmons rumors that cropped up this last week. Um, Sam Amico, um, who has been at various outlets and has never been reliable, um, he um, kind of tweeted out that the Nuggets were a dark horse candidate for Ben Simmons. Uh, was not true. Um, and a couple other outlets picked up on it. And of course, then there was the whole is Ben Simmons in Denver BS. And it's just, uh, let me just address this. And I said this several times online and I, I should have done a podcast about it before now, but it was so ridiculous. It was actually making me angry. Um, the Nuggets, just if you look at it logically, the Nuggets don't have the requisite assets that ridiculously large assets that uh, Daryl Morey has been looking for. Um, quite frankly, since Aaron Gordon and Will Barton signed, and by the way, those are the only ones that matter in that scenario. Since they re-signed, they can't be traded until December. Uh, it is There's a moratorium on, on new contracts. I think it's like December 7th or 15th, right around there. So since you are newly re-signed, you just can't, you can't be traded, and that, well, they were off the table. Well, then that leaves Jamal Murray, who's injured, and then that leaves Michael Porter Jr., who's a, looking to sign a new extension. Um, let me just put this out here, folks. Um, the, this was never going to happen. Um, I spoke to multiple people last week about this, and they said, it's, that, that, why are people talking about this? This isn't a thing. Uh, and I went, tried to tell people it wasn't a thing, but it just, there's not, the Nuggets do not have, uh, that interest. And quite frankly, uh, it says they have a big attachment to Jamal and they have a big attachment to Jamal, to Michael Porter Jr. And they don't have this kind of 
scenario to get someone who is offensively challenged. Now, I happen to think Ben Simmons in place of Aaron Gordon would actually be a dynamite uh, combination. Uh, He would fit like a glove in this roster, but that's not what we're talking about. And Daryl Morey is looking for what I would only describe as an outsized package for someone who, A, they trashed, okay? Some of this, some of this is on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Quite frankly, um, I've never seen people handle a uh, guy they want to trade worse than the Sixers did. Yes, he's been coddled a lot, and uh, obviously he never really worked on his quote-unquote flaws. But quite frankly, if you want to trade a guy, don't trash him on the way out. And the the lack of owning up to that by the Sixers, uh, namely Doc Rivers, uh, has been stunning. Uh, they don't seem to understand that putting out there that your trade offers are inadequate because everyone thinks Ben Simmons sucks is not a good thing to do. Uh, they don't have a realization that Doc Rivers uh, going right in a post-game press conference and saying that he basically can't win a championship with uh, Ben Simmons as point guard, which was uh, it, he, he was saying it by omission, by saying, I don't know. That's exactly what he was saying. Joel Embiid trashing his teammate uh, on the way out. On top of Ben Simmons' actual horrible performance in the uh, Atlanta Hawks series, made this toxic sue that they made themselves. They can't blame anyone but themselves for this. Some of it's Ben Simmons being a baby, a giant, giant fucking baby. Um, we, I, I get it. Some of that is that, and quite frankly, he needs to own up to that. But you're asking someone to come back and raise their trade value, who you basically said was worthless and you can't win a championship with. If I was in that situation, I would be like, why am I doing you a favor? You know, you told me I'm crap. Why am I coming back to Philadelphia? And as of this recording, media day is going on in, uh, uh, Philadelphia, so I'd be interested to see the comments about that. But that's not why I decided to record this podcast. So, on the other side, I'm going to uh, the, the DraftKings read. I'm going to talk to you about uh, this the situation that unfolded from a Rolling Stone article that dropped on Saturday, and I think you all will uh, be interested to hear my really kind of strong thoughts on this. But first, I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, It's been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. And this football season, all new customers, all customers, excuse me, not just new, can swing big with DraftKings same-game parlays. Same-game parlays allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. This week, place a same-game parlay on any NFL game, and you will be credited with up to $25 if your bet loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS. 
to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 on any football game. That's promo code MHS to get $150 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And we're back. Well, I've become uh, okay. I'm just going to kind of just throw this in a certain way here because I think my frustration after this article from Rolling Stone magazine dropped about the weird vaccination situation, vaccination situation in the NBA is. Because I have a long family tie with unions. Uh, my dad was um, the vice president and uh, secretary treasurer of a union for very well, 30-something years. And I've been around it. I've been exposed to it. I know um, a lot of the ins and outs of unions. I'm a very supportive of a union. Uh, if you're listening to this and you don't agree, I don't care, to be quite honest with you, but that's, that's, that's who I am. I'm very highly supportive of unions. I think large companies need unions to maintain uh, quali- both quality of life, safety, and a, a salary that uh, you don't have to get onto welfare to have. All right? uh, that being said, the NBPA did an enormous, enormous disservice to their own constituencies by not insisting on a vaccine mandate. And during the Nuggets uh, uh, media day thing today, which featured Michael Malone and Tim Connolly, they were careful to not uh, attack the NBPA over this. They were very, say, like, it's a personal decision, all that stuff. Here's where I'm at. 90% 90% of the NBA players are vaccinated, and what the NBPA has done is let a very small minority and a very loud minority with a ton of influence dictate to the majority, which is not the spirit of a union. Um, there are certain players within this union I know for a 100% fact that have outsized influences over players uh, are very good at uh, rousing players and getting them on their side, including people who are vaccinated. And these players have more influence than they deserve considering that they represent a very small minority of the NBA players. Um, and where it gets tricky is that there are a handful of cities that where you have vaccine mandates, very strong ones, and this directly affects the players who play in the arenas there. What, how how are they going to handle this? Are they, uh, specifically Andrew Wiggins, is he just not going to play home games this year? Is he not going to play in New York where then another vaccine mandate is? Because San Francisco and, uh, uh, L.A. are the most prominent of the vaccine mandate cities on the list. Are they just not going to play? Uh, does that mean Andrew Wiggins misses out on salary? Right. This is there's a lot of different things that tie into this. There's there's 
there's the greater good, and then there's just common sense. And what has happened is because uh, there is a conspiratorial bent within a certain segment of this players' union, they have they have become more influential than they ever deserved to be, and that has been exceedingly frustrating. Uh, there are. I am not going to sit here and say that there isn't a reason that African American people should be shouldn't be mistrustful of vaccines. There's a long history uh, in this in this country of 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 behavior within our government that adversely affected African Americans, um, Native Americans, Hispanics. There's just been that. That has been a very, very long history in this country that, indeed, people should be mistrustful of. Um, however, uh, when you have 200 million people in a country, oh, well, now up to 215 million people in this country get one dose of something. This isn't because they are sheep. It is because they want to save their lives and the lives of the people who are around them and the people they, who, who they love. Uh, my dad on Saturday got a booster shot. Um, he was very happy to get it. Um, quite frankly, a lot of my time since Delta variant came around has been keeping my father safe. Um, I, of course, I have a brother who uh, had leukemia and got, also got his third shot. Um, both of them were happy to do so. And they're happy to do so because, A, it's going to save their life. And, B, they live around people who are, you know, not as, you know, my, my dad himself. Um, he's one of those guys that, like, worked in a newspaper for a long time, you know, has adverse health effects from working in the, in the production side of a newspaper. He needed it. He needed it badly um, in order to keep himself safe. And you're sure as hell right that I'll get a booster shot when uh, my, I become eligible. Because at some point, I have to take a personal account to protect other people in my life. I did that by basically going into hiding for uh, 15 months. Um, not being able to go out to the Pepsi Center to do anything like that coming into uh, this year. I have not, I have not attended a Nuggets game uh, in a long time. I tried uh, the first game of the playoffs, and mentally I wasn't there, and I left. Um, there are there just it's, I had to do things to sacrifice to keep people around me safe. And I think... People are mistrustful of the greater good, right? They are mistrustful of helping others because it's always seen as compromising individual liberty. But let me posit to you this way. Your individual liberty is hampered by the fact that there is a virus running rampant through the country. Your individual liberty is in itself limited by the fact that there is a deadly virus circulating throughout the entire country. 
your individual liberties are already hampered. And getting a vaccine, which has been mandated, uh, look, vaccine mandates have been around for ages and have been found to be constitutionally right. Those things help. Now, what has, where the NBA is in trouble is not necessarily the fact that these players refuse to get vaccinated, which I think in itself is an issue. The other issue of this, the other side of this is, uh, they have to go through rigorous testing. And in a basketball setting, in a player, in a sports setting, it's not like football where you're outside a lot of the, I mean, football's an outside sport generally, unless you play in a dome. And your exposure risk, kind of like baseball, is, is lesser because you're not spending as much time inside as you do, quite frankly, with hockey or um, ba- basketball. And what happens is, even though you're vaccinated, um, some fool who is not vaccinated can maybe give you a breakthrough infection, which starts a ball rolling you don't want to see. Delta variant is serious. And rigorous testing helps, but it doesn't eliminate the problem because people have lives um, outside of the basketball game. You can't account for everything. Let me just point out that the WNBA is 99% vaccinated and they didn't have a single outbreak of uh, COVID throughout their whole league. But of course... We don't look at that because, you know, quite frankly, we're a bunch of fucking sexists in this country. And uh, if we just kind of used our brains and used our logic, we would know that this vaccine works, is effective, and can help get us out of this pandemic to where our individual liberties are not hampered by a deadly goddamn virus. I think the NBA has done itself a disservice. They've let a minority of players dictate to the majority. And that's a shame. That's a real shame. And how they get around that this year, I don't know how they do it. Because I don't want the people on the Denver Nuggets on pins and needles because certain players won't get vaccinated. But it looks like that's going to be a case anyway. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast. I'll be back soon with another episode. See you later.